we we went down there and um, we get to Machu Picchu, and yet there's stairs everywhere. And <laughs> my mom looks at me and she says, "As God is my witness, I thought this place was flat." This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we hear stories of adventure from every corner of the planet. We interview all sorts of folks who are using their sport to explore the world around them and give you the inspiration you need to get out there and have some fun. Hey, Adventure Sports Podcast listeners, happy Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, I wanted to apologize. I, I did not post at all last week. Uh, Monday, it was Memorial Day. I thought, you know, let's just take the day off, enjoy it. And then Thursday, uh, it was partially just got overwhelmed throughout the week, partially uh, kind of forgot. First time in about two years that I forgot to post an episode. <laughs> but the reason I forgot, or not really forgot, I knew I had to, but it was just so crazy. Um, I decided not to. Uh, is that we're moving. We're moving across country soon. And I was um, actually doing some preliminary stuff, getting ready, checking out, you know, where we're planning to move. So that's that's what led to that last week. But yeah, I, I kind of want to go into why we're moving and what we're doing, kind of an update on our update on our side. You may or may not care. And if you don't, just skip ahead a few minutes and uh, we'll get into the episode. But I, I really feel like I owe y'all kind of a, an update. So um, we live in Colorado, as you've probably heard if you've been listening to the show for a while. We've been out here about six years, and we love it. We really do love it. But with having a one-year-old son and, and wanting more kids at some point, either through adoption or, or just you know having more, uh, we feel like we should be closer to family. We both have very big families in Central Florida, and we both uh, love warm winters. We're not huge fans of the cold winter. And just a number of reasons has led us to take this summer, because my wife is a teacher and she has off right now and would have off anyway because it's summertime, uh, to move across the country back to back to home. Not exactly where we grew up, but near, near family. And so we'll be moving from mountain life to really beach and, and uh, coast life, which I think is definitely underrated in the adventure world. Um, honestly, every adventure I've ever done, the idea was hatched in Florida. All my adventure buddies are back in Florida. So, you know, with the ability to have built-in babysitters through family and, and grandparents, I think we're going to be able to do a lot more adventures, honestly, which is kind of fun. And the cost of living is just so much lower than out here in Colorado. Uh, but anyway, there's just a number of reasons we decided to take this summer with all the uncertainty going on in the world to just get closer to family get settled in and we've got a number of things planned for the fall already out west and we hope to be out west every summer but we'll be down in florida for for all of the fall winter and spring and uh yeah that's uh just been sucking up a ton of my time in all honesty so that's what kind of led to not being able to post on thursday and so i'm going to try to keep the updates or the episodes coming flawlessly without you know seamless transition and not miss any episodes but uh, uh it's just a lot more work than i expected selling one house buying another moving jobs everything but we are making it happen very soon in the next few weeks and so if there's a little bit of he transition you know overlap in the shows or you know, if i miss an episode or two i'll try to be very proactive about announcing it or updating you um, but please Show some show some grace with us. It is a one man show, so uh, I, I appreciate y'all um, being patient with me. 
But anyway, I feel like I've ranted enough about that. Uh, if you want to ask questions about that, just email me, mason at adventuresportspodcast.com. But no no plans to, uh, obviously, in the show or anything, we're going to continue. It's just going to be uh, transitioning down there. It might be a little hit or miss, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. But anyway, um, today's episode is actually awesome. Uh, we, we, we're talking to Kurt and Cindy Liljadal. You might remember Kurt from episode 491. He was talking about, really unique for us, zero gravity. He, he, he was a physics teacher for 30 years and was able to do some zero gravity things with NASA with some of his students. And so we just, it was just a really cool episode. Uh, but anyway, Kurt and Cindy um, are now retired. They retired pretty young, but combined they have 60 years in the teacher classroom together, which is crazy. Uh, and they retired from teaching, as you know, isn't crazy high paying job. So uh, they're going to give us some, and even if you're not, you're not close to retirement, this is a great episode for advice, uh, for kind of preparing your life to have adventures. And I've always been a proponent of having, you know, economic adventures, you know, not needing the highest end equipment. You don't need, I say this all the time, you don't need a sixty, eighty thousand $80,000 camper van to go camping. You need a tent and a sleeping bag. And that's even, you know, debatable. You can honestly lay out there. I've camped plenty of times with just a blanket on the ground and, you know, that might not be comfortable. But anyway, you don't need millions of dollars to retire, to have adventures. And so there's a lot of things they teach us in this episode. It's really cool. And also they are launching their brand new podcast today, Adventure Retired. And they're going to be interviewing folks who are kind of living life outside the box uh, in retirement. And so I I really enjoyed talking to Kurt and Cindy. Uh, You can find out more about them in the show notes and we share some stuff uh, after the episode. But go to their website, adventureretired.com. Enjoy the episode and Look forward to uh, start producing these shows down in uh, down on the beach. You might hear some waves in the background here soon, so you'll be hearing from us on Thursday. All right, folks. Well, welcome to today's show. Uh, as you heard in the official intro, it is a previous guest from what was it, episode four ninety one. We talked about kind of a unique topic for our show, which was zero gravity adventures. And, and Kurt Liljadal was able to do it twice in his teaching career as a physics teacher. And uh, today, he and his wife join us. Cindy join us for um, a, a whole new project of theirs. Really, the life doing adventure after you're retired. And they're going to talk about their show, talk about what retirement has been like, and uh, kind of the launch of their podcast. So, uh, Cindy and Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So, so where I always ask this: Where are y'all coming from today? We live in. Um, well, we live on a lake in Iowa, Northwest Iowa by a little town called Wallingford, which is a whopping 198 people. Oh, man, big city. Yeah, well, we're out in the middle of nowhere, though, so we're pretty remote. We brought the population up to 200, though. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Well, I was going to say 198. Now you're at 200. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So... So, yeah. So, Kurt, you know, we talked, man, well over a year ago now about... um, 
you know, doing it zero gravity adventures in a plane and y'all can listen to that. It was a really cool episode. And, but, but, you know, you guys are, are kind of, you know, moved on from teaching. You retired after we were just talking over 30 years for Cindy and almost 30 years for Kurt. So what have y'all been up to in the last few years and how long have you been retired? Can you talk about what you've been doing since then? Yeah, well, we retired five years ago and we moved up from um, the border of Mexico and Texas down in McAllen up to Iowa. And the first year we spent just building our house. And after that, and that was a big adventure. (laughs) We hadn't done that in a long time. And then after that, we just kind of, we both kind of do a little part-time stuff. He does a little farming and I do a little teaching and then we like to travel. Yeah, we do lots of, we, we we go to all the Iowa State football games in the fall. We go down and see my mom, who's about three hours, four hours away. And a lot of little, see the kid in Texas, see the kid in Omaha. Just a lot of little what we call micro adventures. And then a couple big adventures every year. Like maybe this year we went to Ireland and Scotland. And I don't know, Croatia's not going to happen now. It doesn't sound like because of all this. So, oh, well. So did did y'all find yourself? So it seems like you know visiting a lot of kids, which is definitely understandable when they're scattered around a little bit like that. D- did you feel yourself when you're retired that common story of like what do I do now? Or were y'all just or, or but there's also another common story is like I didn't know how I don't I didn't realize how much time I'm spending doing this other thing. I don't know how I had time to work. I hear that a lot too. What what was it more so for y'all maybe the first year after retirement? Well, the first year was, you know, it was really busy just because of building the house. But the second year is when we kind of felt like, all right, we have a lot more time on our hands. And a lot so, of time. Yeah. So I took a, a bunch of long-term subbing jobs throughout the year, but spaced them out good enough that we could actually take some trips. And we both love to travel and we both like um being outdoors. So we thought, you know, we're at a really young age as retirees to get to do some of these things. So we want to take advantage of our good health and do the hiking and the the scuba diving type of things that we like to do. That's awesome. So so yeah, the first year spent building the house and I've never done that, but I can imagine it's uh it's a Pain ton of work. Butt. A pain in the butt. Oh man, I can only imagine. So you know, did, did did you feel? Did you did you have friends that were also retiring? Did you feel like there was something? You know, where did you feel like outliers almost in the retired world, where you had all this other stuff to do, or did you see a lot of other people that were maybe not spending that time wisely? What what kind of what kind of led to this idea? And we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but just kind of inspiring other people to to live an adventure through retirement. Yeah, well. When you retire, and we, like I said, we were 54 when we retired, so that's pretty young. But, and people told me, oh, you're going to get bored, you're going to get bored. And I'm thinking, I don't have to work. This is going to be great. But (laughs) they're right. You get bored, which shocked me. And so you start looking for things. And yeah, we like doing adventures. And then, you know, it's kind of like we said in the intro of our podcast, when you retire, that's the youngest you're going to be in retirement or the rest of your life. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you got to get things done when you're young enough to do it. And there's different types of retirement. You know, we, we've talked to people who 
you know, some retirements are really active. Some of them aren't. I, I can't imagine just sitting around watching TV all the time, but some people do it. But, you know, we, we wanted to get going while we can. And then later on, take some of those adventures that, um, you know, the, the big, I don't know, we had friends do a big cruise and stuff like that. Do those less energy ones, I guess. Like, like what? Oh, a well, cruise. Yeah, cruising Cru- is pretty is pretty laid back. I mean, you don't have to do anything physical. When we went to um, we went to Iceland and stuff like hiking, that. Yeah, and it takes a little bit more energy, and you need to be able to walk. We did we did one adventure right away, um, and we we hiked down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. You know, I mean that that took a lot of work. <laughs> it was hard yeah. coming out. Yeah. You know. And, you know, for about about two months, we went down to our neighbor's um, lake lot and they have steps and they have like 32 steps. And we practice walking up and down the steps first without packs and then with packs, you know, so we could get in shape. As opposed to, you know, like we've done all inclusives in Mexico, too, which you go there for seven days and you just get like pampered. Yeah. The, so the biggest part of an inclusive is lifting the drink to your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. a lot of fun, but you know, I it, just like any good thing though. I, I'm sure that can get old, you know, after a certain amount of time, and you just say, you know, I, I need something that's challenging and right. Yeah, and right. the balance between it all. So, so you know, as as school teachers, you know, you, there you you know you have some time off. You got holidays. There's there's summer. Um, were y'all the type of people that went out and did things, you know, doing nearly three decades or over three decades of teaching? Did y'all get out and adventure then as well? Was that something you did or was it kind of when we get to retirement, we're going to do these things? What what kind of was it for y'all? No, we definitely were, you know, I mean, we had our summers off and, you know, we had a nice backyard and everything in South Texas. But, you know, every Thanksgiving we were camping with the girls um, we, you know, we did two or three national park tours where we had a pop-up camper. We would go to national parks and see those. We, um, we took we, them for two weeks to Europe one time, three weeks, yeah, actually. Three weeks. Yeah. We were two weeks oh, in wow. Italy, a week in Greece. And yeah, I mean, you have your time off, but we did a lot of things in the summer too. We had a beach about an hour and a half away. That was nice to go to. We'd go up to the Texas Hill country camping every once in a while. Things like that, but being being teachers and both of us being educators, it was wonderful because we had the whole summer off. I mean, we have a daughter that's a, a teacher, and she's married to um, a geologist who doesn't have the whole summer off. And you know, it's kind of like, wow, she sees, you know, man, it, it it was pretty sweet when mom and dad could just be home the whole summer. Yeah, we always said that if you're gonna, you know, we're we were really into our daughters, and teaching was perfect for us. Because when they were off, we were off. Maybe that drove them crazy. I don't know, but <laughs> it worked. <laughs> that's a that's a great that's a great way to put it. It's you know when you when when you do teach, you do have that time you get to take up as much as possible with your kids because you know they're of course they're off too, so you know exactly what's going on in their life. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, as, as you approached retirement, uh, was it clear kind of when you were going to be able to? And if so, uh, were y'all starting to talk about it to each other, what you wanted to do? And, and how, how 
difficult was it to, to stick to those plans once you, once you did have the opportunity? Mason, we started to plan our retirement when we started to work. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you. Is that we some just, advice right there? Yeah. Well, it's important for investing money, you know, because mm-hmm. financially, that's what allowed us to do it. And that doesn't come on in your 40s or 50s. You got to plan for that for yeah, long time. It, it's amazing how many of our teacher friends, couples, you know, that were both teachers like we are, you know, had no clue about investing in, um, you know, different types of programs that would help you save money and save it at a higher rate than just a savings account. Because you cannot retire on a teacher um, pension, you know, anywhere probably, unless you have your house paid for, your cars paid for, your kids through college you have to have some investments. And so I was lucky I married Kurt and he knew all of that because I knew none of it. And he taught me and, you know, we just, we just worked hard. We worked hard all of our teaching career and, you know, we tried to live in our means and save a lot of money. And then we figured, you know, we kept telling ourselves someday, you know, we're going to retire young. And we did. And, and I want to I want to stress that, you know, the whole retiring young was really important to me because I had um, well, both of us lost our dads the same year and we they had they were both really young. And I 60s, late yeah, 60s. And I thought, you know, I am not going to retire and then die in two years. I am, you know, I am going to retire when I can and I am going to do things that I want to do. Hmm. I, I would love to kind of lean into that a little bit. You mentioned because there's, a, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are that are either getting ready to retire or they're on the totally opposite side that are, you know, they're very young, not that's so far down the road. But what are maybe top three to five things that folks can do uh, that aren't making a ton of money? Because you guys were teachers, like you said, it's notoriously known for not being. It's not the path to riches. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Anywhere, and, yeah, but no, it's not a bad. It's not a bad career. Of course, it's a great career. Um, but you're. It, it's not you know finance or something. So, what can folks do that are on a, more of a budget like that early on to to prepare themselves to really retire young like you guys did? Yeah, basically, we retired. Our what we waited for was our youngest one. The day she graduated high school was the day we retired. But oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, as far as teaching goes, we do have a nice pension. You know, it's it would be livable right now, maybe later on with inflation, I don't know. But things that younger people can do, A, living within your means. You know, you don't need that brand new car, that iPhone 500 or whatever. Um, <laughs> Roth IRAs, I can't stress enough to young people to max out their Roth IRAs even before they do their, you know, 401ks, unless you're matching and like that. But Roth IRAs are a big thing to help you retire young. And just start talking about money. And in like, you know, if you're a couple, start talking about money. I remember, you know, when we would um, get our paycheck and, you know, there you look at everything and I didn't understand half of it, but I knew that automatically $500 of my paycheck was gone before I even brought it home because Kurt had already invested it. And I, so I never had that money. So, you know, we were already investing that money and it was like, okay, we were investing some of that in our girls college funds. And then the rest was in our funds. And it was like, wow, you know, I mean, I didn't even know I had that money there because I never saw it. 
And if you can put it away and not see it, you know, that, that makes a huge difference down the road. But I always tell the young kids, you know, your age, and it's in my book there, if you, but you have young people have the one thing every investor wishes they had, and that's time. Mm-hmm. If you can start investing when you're young, holy cow, compound interest is amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't agree more, you guys. That that totally aligns with my wife and I's perspective and, and goals and what we're right. doing. And, you know, we have a one-year-old that's our only child right now and still pretty young. So we're, we're definitely on the other side of that where, you know, we're, we, we have the responsibility of adults and the opportunity to spend money. But yeah, you can definitely put that away now and be enjoying it like you are now doing these adventures. And I would say, you know, the other side of that uh, you know, saving money now, staying out of debt, you know, not spending too much on cars, which are really just big appliances, um, stuff like that, and keeping your bills yeah. low as possible. The other side to that, which I love to talk about on this show, and I love to interview people doing this, is is keeping those adventures you want to do uh, not very expensive. You know what I mean? That's that's where you can also end up spending way too much money buying an $80,000 camper van oh, yeah. where it's, you know, that's all the rage right now, but you don't need 80 grand to go camping. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, so, I said, you know, with you guys, with that baby, I mean, we took our girls out when they were months old and, and we had tents first and I, we have, now we sold our camper or we gave our camper away and we have a tent again. You know, here wow. we are because it's so easy and you know you can take that baby and if you start taking taking Train kids them. out early when they're little they love it they love camping and you can go anywhere you know and camp but on that same note you know i mean as much as we invested and stuff like that and i'm not saying we're multi-millionaires or anything but you got to live your life too you don't want to be that miser that just saves every penny for, for some for some arbitrary day 40 years in the future. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, so, so how, how would you do that? How would you balance that? You say you go tent camping with your kids. Was it, was that kind of the, the range of things you would do growing up with them? Cause, cause you're right. That is a great point. You got to live now. Yeah. Bike rides, you know, like I said, the pop-up camper trips, national parks, I think, and state parks are amazing. They're cheap. You know, and they're just, they're beautiful. Well, and we're, we weren't the type of parents and there are a lot, and there's nothing wrong with this. We didn't, we went to Disneyland once with our girls. We waited till they could walk because we decided that we were not going to carry anybody. <laughs> I made them do an eight mile hike before they did that. And, you know, you can save, you save up for those big things and let them help save up. That's kind of fun too, you know, once they know that. But, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to always be Disneyland every year. It can be, it can be, you know, Camp up to South Dakota and see the faces, you know, oh, yeah. or can be camp all the way to Canada or something. And just if you have two weeks, you can, I mean, you, it's amazing the adventures you can have. Kurt used to scare me. I would be, we, we, we would pull into a campground and, and I love my girls. And I have one girl that is very physical and very active. And I have another one that can trip over air when she was little <laughs> and, and I would be putting she, up. She's going to listen to yeah, this. I know, I'm sure. but she knows. And I would be putting things away in the camp, in our little pop-up camper or doing things. And he would let the girls and they would go out exploring. And then he would show me later where they were exploring. And my, I would about have my heart fall out of my body because I'm like, Oh my God, they could have fallen down the gorge, you know, especially the one that 
is not that coordinated right. at that time. It was just the Grand Canyon. Yeah, well, I know oh, it was scary, but ground. you know they loved it. Yeah, that's uh. So there's a balance between danger with your kids too, as well. <laughs> well, you got to push the envelope. <laughs> oh man, absolutely. So, so you know, budget is definitely a huge thing, and it's something you know, we actually got a. Uh, 19 year old kid coming up on the show soon who biked across country on a $70 bicycle. And I just love this story because he had such a limited budget, very much reminds me of myself and, you know, adventure of a lifetime on, on such a limited, uh, limited, everything, limited resources. What about, you know, that's one side of it, but what about, you know, preparing your body or preparing your health for retirement? What did you guys do early on? I'm sure it's just a lot of consistent taking care of yourself for years, but is there anything specific y'all did to, to be able to do these things in retirement? Yeah, I don't know if it's specific. A lot of that, you know, in my opinion is just, you know, the grace of God. We just had a friend who was 57 pass away because of cancer and he was extremely healthy But, you know, you can try and beat the odds. You know, you try and live healthy. You try and, you know, keep the weight off, keep moving. You you have your colonoscopies at 50. You, um, we went in for heart tests the other day that they do like $800 worth of heart tests for 70 bucks. And, you know, just in case, you know, and you, you have all those tests done. You know, you go to your urologist and all these things. You just, you know, it's kind of like your car. You you try and keep it tuned up and keep it in running shape. And you hope that you just don't have that big breakdown, which, you know, like I said, that's all in God's hands. If it happens, so be it. But you, you got to kind of do the best you can as far as stacking the deck in your favor if you don't have that big breakdown. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like, like you said, there's, there's a lot of us that are, are pretty blessed with not having anything major, but you know, one thing you can't control is just a lot of times getting cancer or something. So it's, yeah, it's all in perspective and, you know, do it, do it until something like that does happen for sure. Yeah. Pardon the expression, but shit happens. And <laughs> it does. I think for me, you know, and I don't know, it, it's not, Kurt doesn't do it, but you know, using my, my Apple watch helps me when I see you know, okay, I, I haven't met my goals. I that little incentive really helps me, but it is one of those things that you need to push yourself sometimes to get out of the house and, and take a walk. You know, after dinner, walk, you know, instead of just sitting right down and watching TV. And, you know, I get up in the morning, walk with my neighbors, and Kurt rides his bike. And it's just, man, it's a great way to start the day anyway. And, you know, it's it's easy to sleep in. But boy, you lose a lot of hours when you sleep all day. Oh gosh, you're you're, you're telling me this whole quarantine thing has uh, definitely thrown us off with that because my wife isn't leaving for work. It she's a teacher and leaves super early because her her school's across, and I just get up with her and holy cow, it's like half my day's not there anymore because I'm not getting up at the same hour. Yeah. Do you it's think tough. do you think the careers you chose helped you stay? Uh, engaged and fit and kind of in tune and, and, and mentally and physically and emotionally, just because, you know, being married to a teacher, I see the uh, kind of just all that goes into it. Or do you think it, it, it wore you down more than it helped? No, I, we, we're both happy that we retired from jobs that we loved. 
I mean, I, I coached uh, springboard diving too. So I was around a swimming pool pretty much every day and, you know, working with athletes and yeah, I mean, and in the classroom, if you're a good teacher, and I know elementary teachers, oh my God, I don't know how they do it. But if you're a good teacher, you're moving all the time. Yes. And, you know, yeah, you got your summers off, but a lot of people work in the summer and I get that, but you're moving all the time. And mentally, I think it's good. I always told my students, you know, teaching physics all those years, when I retired, I was going to get stupid. And I think I'm doing a good job of it. But, um, well, you know, I, you want to keep the mind exercised as well as the, the body. And so. I think teaching is like anything. If you love what you do, then it's not a job. It's a career and it's something you love. And we both love teaching. And the the teachers that burn, that I see a lot of teachers that burn out or a lot of teachers that aren't successful, it's because they hate it. And so, you know, hey, get out of it. Find something else. It's not like you have to be a teacher or you don't have to be an engineer. You don't find something that will make you happy that can pay the bills. Yeah, find your passion. It it makes a difference. If I cannot imagine doing something for 38 years that I did not enjoy every single day. I know a lot of people probably might look at, you know, teacher salaries and say, well, I, I can't do that or you know, it's not going to give me enough money to go do what I enjoy. But, you know, if you can do something that's as fulfilling as teaching, as as engaging as teaching, and as respected as teaching, and also be able to retire like y'all have at 54, uh, I mean, and go and have all this time and all this energy and, and the ability to go and do all these things, I mean, what what else could you possibly be asking for in life? You know, that seems you you, you got your cake and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I honestly don't know what, I mean, I know what we made and I know what some of our friends made that were teaching. As far as, you know, like our friends that are farmers, our friends that are engineers and this and that, I don't know what people make, but I thought Cindy and I made a very fair salary for what we did. You know, yeah, we got a lot of time off, which we don't get paid for when you're off, but I thought we did good. We both, you know, we did some things to help stack the deck. She worked a lot of um, tutoring and, you know, student council um, stipends stipends and like that. I did my coaching, which takes a lot of hours, as any coach will tell you. Oh, yeah. What do you get paid a quarter an hour as a coach? I I saw a study or something. We both advanced our careers with our, our degrees, too. Yeah. And when we got our master's degrees, that really helped us, too. You know, that helped mm. bring the salaries up. So things like that help. And like I said, I don't know what other people make, but I felt our salaries were fair. Do teachers deserve more? Oh, yeah. And I think people are finding that out with all these kids being home now. But um, I thought we I thought they were fair, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, that's. That something I've learned is that you you can fair 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 is fine fair is great and you can make a lot of things happen at a very uh you know just a lot of adventures are possible at at very little money very little you know extra and so yes. you know it's just a matter of of will it in a lot of ways it's a matter of saying you know just like we were just saying with that one kid i've got five hundred dollars and a seventy seventy dollar bicycle i think i can make this happen and he did and then and the difference there is if you were waiting for a fifteen hundred dollar bicycle to do it you know and at 19 i know you got a lot of grace with 
body being in great shape and all that yeah. and, and just a lot of, you know, ignorance in a lot of ways because I was right. definitely there in my first adventures. But, you know, it's the if it's the difference between making it happen or not, I would say go for it with, with what you have because yeah. uh, there's a good chance you're going to get the job done, have the adventure. And at the end of the day, in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you can say, I did that versus I didn't do it. And that, yeah. that makes all the difference. My very first rag buy I did was on a bike that literally said Kmart on it. And Oh, man, not even Walmart. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. People made fun of me, and I'm like, you know, it's what I have. This I wanted to do rag buy, and I'm riding this Kmart beater. And, you know, after that, I, I got a Raleigh, and it was nicer to ride. But, you know, you can do it. Save money. Yeah, but you know, you could say from that point on, "Hey, I did ragbri." Yeah, on a Kmart. <laughs> on a K, and that's even better, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit, you know, move into the, the your show a little bit. But I, I heard you guys say or, or mention a few times a concept called "Don't sit too soon." Could you could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, uh, some friends of ours, Steve and Janine, uh, just retired, and they did this huge. 77 day cruise they left fort lauderdale and went around south america wow. went down yeah they got to view antarctica and all these things and she was telling us and i think i got this story right but she was telling us that one of the people on there and it's an older crowd because you know that trip's going to run you some bucks when you're 77 days on a cruise but she was saying that one of the passengers on there told her and they're they're kind of young they're in their early 60s but said, yeah, don't sit too soon because, like we said earlier, we're as young we're as young now as we're ever going to be, and later on, in God, will, yeah, in retirement, well, anytime. But in, later on, when you're, you know, if you get to live older, it's going to be tougher. So do your sitting now, and or no, excuse me, well, don't do your sitting. Don't now. do your sitting now. Don't sit yeah. too soon. You know, keep going. Yeah, you don't want to work all of those years and then uh, retire and die. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that would you, be a bummer. You want to work those years and do the job and get everything you can and, and be successful and then retire and enjoy them. And, you know, in people can enjoy it lots of different lots ways. Of you know, ways. you can enjoy it by volunteering. And, you know, when, when we do our show, you know, we want to try to experience all of those different things with people because, there's just, there's not one track for every retirement. That's a good point. Absolutely. You know, I, I my grandfather recently retired and it's all he's ever done is work. So he wants to keep working. So he's got side jobs and, and, and he enjoys it. And that's what he wants to do. But it, it was a long and difficult road for him. But um, I'm going to try to make it a little easier for us <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not work so much because I, I love to work. Don't get me wrong, but I want to do other things too. Um, and I, some people <laughs> like to work, work is their life yeah. and good for them. You know, there was, you know, and Cindy and I both agree, we could have kept teaching for a while and maybe we should have, but we just decided, you know, everything was right. And there were different adventures we wanted to do. And we have, we have a good friend in Texas that, you know, has been a career person all of his life. And then when he you know, was a retirement age, he started to teach. And now yeah. he's thinking, wow. I should have done this all my life. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but you know what? Teaching for him is at this point, if he, the day he doesn't like it, he's just not going to go in anymore. Yeah, and that's okay. Away. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
he, he can do that. And that's what's so cool about having a second career, you know, after retirement, if you do pick up a job or something, you can make it something that you, you know, you want to try. And if you don't like it, you can walk away from it, you know? That's a great point. I, I have a, a doctor back home, not mine, but I think it's my mom's or my stepdad's. They, he always says he's got a picture of Yosemite Valley in his office or in one of the one of the waiting rooms, and he and he says, uh, you know, when I retire from this, I'm going to be the ticket the ticket collector at the entrance of Yosemite National Park, and that's just what I want to do. Obviously, that's not a job you'd probably retire off of, but he said, I don't care if I volunteer doing it. That's just what I want to do later on, and. If it ends up being great for him, wonderful. If he doesn't like it, well, no harm, no foul. He can walk away That's and right. let some uh, poor college kid come do it again. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know, about five, six years ago, my mother turned 80, and uh, she's had this poster of Machu Picchu in her office for years. So I told her, I said, all right, Mom, you're turning 80, not getting any younger. Do you want to go to Machu Picchu? Yes. So. Wow. We went to Machu Picchu with my aunt and uncle and my mom, and we did one of the tour things, which when you're traveling with a couple 70-year-olds and an 80-year-old, those are great to do. Absolutely. And we we went down there, and um, we get to Machu Picchu, and you know, there's stairs everywhere. And <laughs> my mom looks at me, and she says, as God is my witness, I thought this place was flat. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Mom, it's in the Andes Mountains, and you have a poster of it. Well, she says, you know, at 80 years old, it might have been – she was pushing it as far as, you know, this is one of those adventures you should do before you're 80, she said. So okay. <laughs> kind, of, yeah. kind of an inspiration there. That's so funny, man. Yeah, that's uh, – even yeah, looking at the classic picture of Machu Picchu, it's uh, it's definitely – Definitely in some uh, some elevation and some pretty serious terrain. So, oh yeah, but so, it's beautiful. Oh man, I can't even imagine. I'm so, that's so cool that you got to do that with her. So speaking of, um, you know, don't sit too soon. I heard that on the the intro kind of introduction episode of your new podcast that I'd love to talk about. Uh, I don't know how you're pronouncing, but it looks like Adventure Retired. Is that correct? That's it. C- could y'all explain why you decided to start the podcast? Well, okay, I will take credit for this, but we <laughs> we were driving we were driving down to Texas. Uh, like we we probably go down two or three times, and we were talking about going to Croatia. And I said, you know, let's let's find a podcast about Croatia because we're podcast people. We don't listen to the radio. We get tired of all the songs repeating, and so we are listening to all the podcasts that we like. And so I'm I'm searching through my search engines for a podcast about Croatia, and I cannot find one. Cannot find one. Finally, I found one, and it's you know it's the the it's just not the type of podcast we listen to. It's, it's all about, you know, the coffees you get and the wines that oh, you can yeah, have. Yeah. Just not for me. I liked, if I'm going to go to Croatia and we're going to spend eight days there, I want to know what are the highlights that I want to do? You know, what are some things that I, you know, like, I know I want to, I want to, um, uh, kayak around the islands. Mm. There's, they have so many islands outside of that. I know I want to do that, you know? And, I couldn't find anything. So I told Kurt, I said, there's, there's no podcast for retired people. You know, I guess we're at a different age level than podcast listeners. I don't know. So he's like, well, let's do one. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so, so this idea is what popped up. Let's do it around retirement. Did you feel like there wasn't a whole lot for, for that stage of life as well? 
Yeah, it didn't. I mean, yeah, it didn't seem like there was stuff out there for, yeah, retires, retired people, adventures. I mean, there's a podcast for everything, and I mean literally everything. But, you know, there's not a lot out there specifically for the retired group. And so we're hoping to show the different things that people can do in retirement and kind of like your podcast, inspire people to get out there. Well, thank you. We're doing our best around here, but uh, not for everybody. But that's the whole thing is just really the spirit of adventure is what we're trying to trying to get people to go after. Chase some sort of goal that's that's a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out there for you. You know, if, you, if you're really intense and want to do something crazy, great. If you just want to do that one bike trip to that one town you've never done or, you know what I'm saying, walk to that one, hitchhike across America. I don't know what it is. You know, it's all it's all yeah. different for everybody. But yeah. For me, you know, I, I, I've always been the type of person that would go along with Kurt's adventures. I really am not a, I have a bucket list, but it wasn't a real adventurous bucket list. Mm -hmm. It might be, you know, read all the James Patterson's, you know, something like that. (laughs) And and Kurt's a wild woman, Mason. When we got married 30 some years ago, he told me, he goes, I like to scuba dive. And this is just one little story. And I, he says, if um, I'm not going to stop that. And so I said, I, you know, I thought, okay, I can either be in the boat or I can be in the water, which would I rather be in the water? And, you know, we haven't really, we've done snorkeling now since we've been old, but we, you know, that's the type of person I am. So I just needed somebody to push me. And he, he was the one that pushed me and the grand Canyon. I mean, I would never have thought I could hike to the bottom of the grand Canyon and back the next day. And, you know, I did it. And I did it because, you know, just getting out of that comfort zone. And I'm so glad I did it. How was the Grand Canyon down below? Oh, it was amazing. It was and good. it was, uh, you know, I lost two toenails. <laughs> All right. and, and, but, you know, we saw people so much older than us. We yeah. were in our early 50s and we met. We met an 83-year-old that was hiking down there. You know, I mean, it's just amazing. And he had done a triathlon three days earlier. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Didn't even take time it to is, recover. Jeez. It, yeah. I know. Just amazing. And that that is a trip that is a beautiful trip. Oh, what you see at the top of the Grand Canyon is compared to what you see on the way down. The bottom's beautiful, and the, the trip down there is amazing. It's long, though. Ooh, that's big. Wow, that's awesome! So, you know, what are what's some of the content you're going to be covering on this show, and what's what's the goal of this show for folks? Are you are you trying to get folks off the couch or out of the chair who are approaching retirement or are in retirement, or is it giving folks who are wanting to do this ideas of what to do as they retire? What kind of stuff will you be covering? Yeah, we're kind of. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. We're trying to get people motivated. But, you know, like you said, push the envelope. But we want people to get out there, like I said, when they're young and do these things. A in friend their of mine, retirement. Yeah, yeah, in their retirement. A friend of mine is a winter Texan down there in, in uh, South Texas when we lived down there. And he told me, he said, I didn't sit on my or I didn't retire to sit on my butt all day and watch the boob tube. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I even don't want to golf all day. That being said, I just got off the golf course, but I don't want to golf all day. I just there's so many things I want to do. And, yeah, our goal is to try and show a bunch of different retirements to people 
and different adventures and even what we call micro adventures. You know, a, a weekend in Minneapolis and visit the, the, I don't know, the touristy things or Austin or something like that. There's so many little micro adventures around where people live that you can do that don't cost what, you know, a European trip or something does. But the little ones, and we want to do episodes on that. We want to do episodes on big trips that people take. We're doing our trips that we've done since retirement. We're not doing all the trips we've done, but we're doing the ones since retirement. So, yeah, kind of steering it towards what people do in retirement, hobbies. Right. Not only just trips. We want to, we want to, you know, interview people that, you know, okay, you're retired. What are, what are your hobbies? What are things that keep you going or let you, you know, inspire you to get up in the morning? Uh, or sports. Yeah. Like we play pickleball and, you know, things like that. Pickleball is a growing sport in the United States. We play that. We play disc golf, you know, throwing the discs and. It just things that get people moving. Yeah. So, you know, do you think kind of like what you're talking about, about budgeting and, and, and investing, uh, how that exponential growth, it's, it's self-perpetuating at some point, And I can't agree more about the Roth IRA and, um, 401k matching, whatever you can do to prepare for that. Do you think you need to prepare for adventure as well in the sense of, you know, I, I feel like folks that are really into adventuring, doing things like going to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, staying active, doing crazy things like that in a lot of ways, it perpetuates by giving you more ideas to do more things. Do you think folks need to be not only investing in their body, investing in their finances, investing, you know, in all these different ways, investing in, in the perpetuation of adventurous ideas before they get to retirement? Because it's hard to go from zero to a hundred when you retire saying, I'm going to, you know, kayak around Croatia if you've never kayaked before, you know? True. Well, I think a lot of that is just meeting people. And so you kind of got to get out of that little bubble and actually introduce yourself and say, Hey, you know, you're about our age. What do you, why are you out here? And what's your story? And, and find out maybe what they've done. And then, you know, that puts a little seed in your mind and you, you just kind of grow it. And I think that makes a huge difference because for us, a lot of our ideas have come from other people. You know, we've heard what other people did. And we thought, mm. oh, that'd be cool. I'd like to do that. Yeah, our bucket list is getting getting bigger. I and was going to ask, what's uh, what's on the bucket list? <laughs> well, Croatia right now. Hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. I just learned about a place. I don't know. We have a foreign exchange daughter that lives in Spain. We got to get there. But I figure if we go there. We tie in South Portugal looks nice. And of course, then you got to hop across to Morocco. I know. I want to go to Morocco. Go to Africa. We want to we want to uh, go through all 50 states in a year. Oh, that's one I've talked her into. Oh, all 50 wow. states in one year. And that sounds great. Camp it. Yeah. yeah, camp it the whole way. And so, I don't know. That, that's a biggie. We're going to see. That's going to take a while, but we'll, we'll get it done. That sounds fun. That I, I, I like that. That one sounds like a journey. It's definitely a journey aspect to that one. Obviously, a year long. Holy cow! But so, do you do you think that's probably the the, the longest, most complex one on on your list? It's it's going to be long, uh, but you know, I mean, luckily we live now. We live about smack dab in the middle of the United States. Yeah. So I've kind of sold it on Cindy. We can go. 
like in the fall, we could go out to the East Coast, the Northeast, and, you know, strategically, and you got to camp in every state. That's what I'm going to say. But we could strategically hit 22 states in probably about two or three months right there. And then we could come back home, you know, just do a, a loop. And then we could do the Southeast, you know, Florida and all them and do what we want, do another couple months. We'll probably spend a month or so in Texas just because we got lots of roots down there. And then, you know, in the late winter, do the southwest part when it's nice and warm. And then in the spring, hit the north, um, the northwest. I told her we'd start out by flying up to Alaska. We've driven to Alaska once, and that's a long drive. But we would fly up there and rent a car, talk, you know, stay with a cousin and do some camping. And then at the end of the whole thing, we'll fly to Hawaii and sit on a beach for a week. So and, and sit. <laughs> yeah, don't sit too soon. Sit right at the end. That's right. Well, after a year, yeah, we're gonna sit. <laughs> right at the end. Oh, that sounds that sounds awesome. Wow, what a trip. All those sound incredible. Yeah, where can people find out more about the show and find out more about y'all? Um, yeah, thank you. We have a website, adventureretired all one word dot com. And um, if you see any misspelled words in there, it's probably my fault since <laughs> I designed it. Well, um, you, you were a physics teacher, not English teacher. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's what he right. tells me all the time. Yeah, you want English, you go to the 400 hall. But um, yeah, adventureretired.com. Or you can email us at, email us at adventureretired, once again, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, our introductory one is on Apple, iTunes. And I think Stitcher and a couple others of them out there. And um, then, yeah, June 1st, we're going to drop about four more. And then try and do, we're not as good as you. We're, we're going to try and drop like one to two a month, you know, just. Uh, goal is two a month. Yeah, the goal I, is. I would recommend that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want don't to get rid of retirement here altogether. Don't want to work no. too hard. No. And doing two a week, you're not going to have a whole lot of time for other things. Oh, I know. I know. But yeah, June 1st, we're going to release, like I said, the introductory one's out there already. And that tells you a little about us and what we've talked about today. And then start releasing them then. And about every two weeks, we're going to release one. And hopefully, we'll get more guests too. So Yeah, because you're, you're, you're interviewing folks who are yes. kind of living this life. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We're going to interview them and our own things. Matter of fact, the other day I was on computer and I see um, MSN, you know, the, the news feed. Mm -hmm. They had this lady who um, bought a school bus and then had it fixed up really nice. And she lives in it in her retirement. And so I Facebook stalked her and I found her and I said, hey, we got this um, podcast for Adventure Retired for reti Retirement Adventures. Would you be a guest? And she wrote back and yeah, she's going to be on the show. So I'm going to line up that interview and see if we can do it and get get people like that and find out different things to do in retirement. What, one of our guests that we interviewed uh, retired and they downsized from a 2,500 square foot home to a 33 foot trailer. Oh, wow. See, see I, I do like that. I think I yeah. think a lot of people are, are interested in doing that and so doable, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, they're enjoying it a lot. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing we want. We want we want to, you know, hear about different retirements out there. We know not everybody travels and that's okay. I would like to know about hobbies. I'd like to know about, you know, uh, hacks for like health, good health and um, money even, you know, just different things that you can learn. There's a lot out there. Yeah, we just talked to some people yesterday that retired in Ireland. And their downsizing was they basically each took two suitcases and a carry-on to Ireland. Wow. Other than that, they got rid of everything, including a Jaguar. Not not an animal, but a car. Right, right. <laughs> and, and moved to Ireland with four suitcases. So pretty cool. Hey. Big you get rid of the you get rid of those expensive cars. That that goes a long way to uh to making your you know giving you the life you want. And so you, so they could definitely afford more. So they decided to go with four suitcases. Holy cow! Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That is wild. Very cool. Well, yeah. Is there is there any parting words or any other advice you want to share with listeners or anything we didn't cover that you'd like to share? No. Uh, other than thanking you, Mason. I mean this podcast has been an adventure for me because I'm not what you call Mr. Techie Guy. And you've been really good about returning my emails and texts and helping me out on little things as far as this starting our own podcast well, and goes. We, we enjoy your adventures and we're just like, wow, you know, it's like, it's fun to to hear a good podcast and to learn things. You know, I mean, it, we're learning every day on this and I, I just love podcasts and yours is one that I, I enjoy a lot. And so thank you. Yeah, thank y'all. I really appreciate that. And I, I will say, um, this these the show is such a great way to if you've got a question about something with retirement or or, or just something y'all are dealing with. I you know I often if I'm interested in a sport or an adventure, a type of adventure, I'll often look for that person to interview. One because it's great content, but two. I get to ask all the questions I want answered anyway. So it's a great way to learn. It's a hosting a show is a great way to connect with people and network. And uh, I, I will have to say a lot of friends have come through just hosting a podcast. So it's just such a, I can't agree with you more. Absolutely love the concept of podcasts, especially the interview formats. And uh, now I, I know the Lilja dolls and say, you know, I know this really cool couple that's doing this awesome stuff through retirement. And, you know, it's just it's just a fun, fun medium. I'm so glad somebody somewhere invented it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's smarter than me. I can tell you that oh, much. Oh, man, me too. All right. All well, right thank man. y'all for joining me. I appreciate it, Mason. Thanks, yep. Mason. Yep. Y'all have a Talk good one. Talk to you later. Talk All right. You. All right. Bye. First of all, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun. <laughs>